empathetic and boundaried. And so your next phase is to be setting boundaries. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what that looks like. But it's really important that you know, so this is just a little aside, that you don't need to be a betraying partner's accountability partner, therapist, or coach. You are someone who needs transparency and honesty, but those are different roles, right? It's different for you to be taking on their emotion and trying to parent that or love that better or um, or be the support person or help them navigate shame. That is so much pressure for you to try to take on that is often put on you. That is not your role. It doesn't need to be your role. You do need transparency and accountability, which you'll get by way of boundaries, but in requests or not if they refuse to, right? So yes, even if you see them hurting, you can insist that you're not their accountability partner, at the, especially at the beginning. Now, as relationships unfold, if you have a partner who's shown you lots of trust, lots of accountability, lots of transparency, lots of honesty, you sense in your intuition that they're safe and they're just having a bad day, that might be a different place and a different phase of growth. But especially at the beginning, which most people in this group are at, is that beginning. And you might be like, it's two years. Yeah, it's still the beginning. It might be 10 years, but he, neither of you have had any support before. You're still at the beginning, right? If you're at the beginning stages, you need a lot of space for safety. And having emotions dumped on you um, is, is not. So it can sound, I'm going to throw out a couple of ideas for boundaries. Now, let me be really careful when I say this anytime me or any other social media voice or therapist or coach or anyone makes a suggestion on what type of boundaries you could have. Know that these boundaries are not for everyone. Because your boundaries need to be tailor-made for your life and your intuition is the key component in deciphering what those boundaries should be. Not me, not another therapist with a big name and a PhD and a bunch of letters after their name, not another, you know, influencer with a million followers, you, (laughs) but you can get there, I promise. But here are a few ideas that you can write down, ponder on, think about, consider. So one might be your partner just breaks down crying right in front of you. And that this is the example from the the person in the group. Your boundary might say, let's take a time out and talk about this later. And you walk away. And like every boundary, we don't just walk away. We walk away. And we do self-nurturing tools, self-nurturing skills. We are going to take care of our souls. We're going to take care of ourselves because we might have a gut punch. We might have a, a whole bunch of narratives in our brain about you're a jerk. I can't believe you just did that. They're going to leave you. You don't deserve them if you're going to be a jerk to them. You're a horrible person. They're crying and you just walked away. That may need to happen in order for your partner 
to learn some of those skills on their own. Okay. Here's another example you might use as a boundary. Will you please work with a therapist? So boundaries are a request with self-care. So will you please work with a therapist to learn to manage your emotions and develop tolerance for my hurt and disappointment so you can have empathy? That's the part you say out loud. The part you say in your heart is, if they don't, what self-care, what self-nurture do I need? For sure, I'm going to need other people who can have empathy for me, and I'm going to be reaching out to them a lot, okay? But it may expand bigger than that, right? Again, we can talk more on boundaries if you guys have questions. So that might be an option. Will you please work with a therapist to learn to manage your emotions and develop tolerance for my hurt and disappointment? A third thing you might say is, I care for you. But when you become unglued, when I feel disappointment or hurt, it does not lead towards greater connection and safety and trust. If you'd like to talk to me about your emotions, please bring them to me when we're already, when we aren't already talking about my hurt from your betrayal. This is a big argument I've heard um, in, in many communities that say that in particular, women don't want to hear men's emotions. Um, that's not true from the women I've spoken to. And as, as you all know, betrayal is not a gendered issue. Men betray, women betray, men are betray, betrayed partners, women are betrayed partners. But if you're in this position where your partner is saying like, you don't care how I feel, you don't care about my emotions, you don't want to hear about my emotions. You say you want to, but you don't really want to. This might be a place where we can be clear in our communication and set that boundary where we say, I do care for you. I do want to hear about your hurts and your feelings. We need to have that conversation at a separate time from when I am um, already talking about my hurts and disappointments because it feels like manipulation. And then you observe their response, right? You, you make a request, you observe the response, you take self-care. Those are the boundary steps. So you observe their response. Are they like, that's stupid? I knew it. You don't care. You want to hear from me? They might. You might. Oh, most humans don't like when we change the rules of engagement, which are boundaries, right? They may not be happy with, with that. but. Alas, that's what needs to happen. And let me tell you about why. When we recognize that our betraying partner gets dysregulated when we talk about the betrayal, we are at a, in a catch-22. We're in a stalemate. We're in a position where we can't make them hear us. And if we try to engage with that dysregulation, it's just going to make it worse. It's like throwing kerosene on a fire. But we're also making these boundaries from a grounded place, which is separate from survival mode, which is what most of us do, right? Which is either to engage with the engage with the with the dysregulation or flight, right? Just avoid it all, wait till it blows over and avoid it all. 
um, that's different from showing up with our prefrontal cortex. Now you might be thinking, gosh, I wish I could do all of that. That's okay. If you're like, I can't even, I can't, I am so stuck. I get so triggered as soon as he's emotional or she's emotional, then work on that for number one step on regulating your own self, spend time there, spend time in breath work, in yoga, in meditation, in journaling, um, in vagus nerve massage, spend time regulating your nervous system. This is where some of those therapies do come in. That is really the major benefit of trauma-focused therapies is that they teach your nervous system re to, to um, become re-regulated. So there's a lot of things that you can do there if you're like, I can't. I have no idea what my intuition says. I have no idea how to set a boundary because I'm just so busy, busy spiraling. That's okay. There's a lot of work that you can do there. Um, but if you have a dysregulated partner, you're number one, regulate. Number two, tune into your intuition. Number three, set those boundaries for self-care, for safety and self-care and for the relationship and for the love of your partner because spinning in circles isn't getting you or them anywhere and loving them and caring about them if that's where you're at is not something to be ashamed about and if you're someone who's like i don't want to deal with this nonsense it's way too much for me that's okay too that's okay too all right thank you so much thank you so much for being here for listening um, if you have any questions, I'd love to hear them, pop them down in the comments and we'll see where we land. Otherwise, um, thank you so much for being here today. If you're listening in from the podcast or the YouTube channel, please join us in the Facebook group, Humans Navigating Betrayal, an amazing group of people for support, for connection, to help you know that you're not alone and there's hope.